At Golden Harvest, our best skill is knowing how to listen. From our Gold Series soybean and game-changing corn portfolios to our expert insights housed in the Illuminate Digital Agronomy Platform, everything we offer is an answer to what we've heard from you. This is how we listen. Copyright 2021 Syngenta. The trademarks or service marks used herein are the property of a Syngenta Group company. All other trademarks are the property of their respective owners. Getting that just right temperature or getting an energy efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today. It's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy-efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com rebates. Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. Listen up. WinBet is now live in all these states, and the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. You're listening to the Huddle Up! Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. And we are live. Welcome to the Huddle Up Pod. I am Scott Kennedy. I'm your opening act as the football priests get ready to go. So for now, it is just me because they are busy putting up content with the big news on Mile High Huddle that Vic Fangio has been fired. Now, if you've listened to us at all during the week, there are some questions and doubt, almost a little bit of fear creeping in that could he be back? Oh my goodness. And it just... It didn't make any sense. I think that was just that 1% chance in the back of your mind saying, could it happen? Could it happen? Is there really a chance in the sphere? But there was no precedence whatsoever for a team of this caliber, the Denver Broncos, to come back with a guy with three straight losing seasons and to keep his job. Uh, I was trying to look back at a a team. I, I know Marvin Lewis had some up and downs with the Cincinnati Bengals. He took his team to four or five straight playoff berths and then had three straight losing seasons, and he was gone. So if a guy like Marvin Lewis can take a team like the Cincinnati Bengals, who frankly aren't the Denver Broncos, they're closer in line to some of the the lower teams in the league in history, and if he's gone after three years, what chance does does Vic Fangio have? So I, if anything that surprised me a little bit was that it, the news came out so early this morning uh, on a Sunday. I kind of thought that it might be Black Monday, but having played on Saturday, it moved up the timeline a day. It moved it up a day. Um, I, I've said all year, and I'll, I'll repeat it again, I'm surpri- am I surprised that Vic Fangio was gone? No. What surprised me, that Vic Fangio was back. That a guy came in with a a, a losing had a two year losing run like this and didn't look good in his first year's coaching. You get a new general manager. Most of the time, that guy brings in his own guy, so he got a one year stay of execution, which 
maybe contributed to the ups and downs of the team. I don't know. But all of these positive things that we're talking about that the Broncos have, all of this cap room, this young, talented roster, made some trades with a bunch of draft capital, could end up with a top 10 pick today. And we'll take a look at some of the scenarios, how that happens before we get out of here. Listen up, Broncos country. Tick pick should be your first choice to buy football tickets because they save fans money by never charging any service fees ever. TickPick is the exclusive ticketing partner for the Huddle Up podcast and the Blue Wire Network. Denver Broncos football is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Broncos tickets anymore. Because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. That's right, guys. When we were searching for tickets for the MHH meet and greet for week three at home, Broncos versus Jets, TickPick had us locked down. So visit TickPick.com slash huddle today and use the promo code huddle to save $10 on your first order of Broncos tickets. All of that goes out the window if you don't make a change at coach, like, oh, all he needs is an offensive coordinator. Who's going to come in and be an offensive coordinator for Vic Fangio when he's on such thin ice? Nobody. Who's going to come in and want to play quarterback and sign a, a longer yield, year deal as a veteran when you've got the head coach? Forget the the, the ownership situation. Who's going to want to come in and be and 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 strap their future to a guy who's treading water or going under? Like Vic Fangio, it wouldn't have happened. It would have undone all of the good things that George Payton did this year to help get this roster into a good position moving forward. Not just next year, but moving forward for the next decade. I've said it before, the the general managers, they don't think about next year. They think about the next 10 years. So if, you know, when you're going into the draft, when you're going into free agency, when you're looking at coaching, they're looking at the next 10 years. And even if the, the they were able to salvage next season somehow and get lucky, is this the guy you want to hit your wagon to for the next decade? Is this the guy that you wanted to lead your team forward through the next, you know, we're 2022 for the next 10 years? And I, I think the answer on that one was a resounding no, no. So am I surprised if Vic Fangio was gone? No. I, I've been, I produce all these podcasts. I'm on with y'all every single day whether I'm on the camera or behind it. And anytime it came up possibility, I just shook my head. I'm like, there's just no way. There is just no way that George Payton can, pe- can keep Vic Fangio. Remember this phrase. Y'all have heard me say it before. The only thing worse than anger is apathy. When your fan base stops showing up, when they stop caring, you have to make a change. You have to. When you've got 15,000 no-shows against a divisional game, even if there aren't playoffs on the line, whatever against the Kansas City Chiefs, and I see as much red as I do blue and orange in the stands, you have to make a change. Now, did yesterday's outcome make a difference? No, no. You know, all the talks about this, about doubts of, you know, could he save his job with it? If you've got your outcome and you're making your coaching decision based on one game, mm -mm, no, that that decision was already made. You take the, the, the entire body of work you take the direction of the team 
And if you freak a win against the Kansas City Chiefs, thank you for take for breaking the streak. You're you're still gone. There was just no way. So, good morning, everybody. Good morning, Broncos country. Good afternoon for some of you. Where, uh, depending on where you are, want to say hello to some folks in the chat. Let me uh, let me bring up the Facebook group, which I haven't done yet because I can't see when stars are coming in, and um, unless I do that, so let me take a breath. Uh, Lawrence Rivera coming with some stars all now already said, I think Peyton straight lied to our face when he said he wasn't going into rebuild mode. Okay. I've said before they lie so much general managers, sports, people, coaches, they lie so much. They don't call it lying. They call it coach speak. The last place for the most part, you're ever going to get the truth is at a press conference. You have to read, watch what they do, not what they say. Watch what they do, not what they say. Remember that phrase. So do they lie? I came here for, for Vic Fangio. BS. You came here because it's a great franchise, great fan base, plenty of money, and it, you can move forward. And it was a, It's a great job. That's why you came here. So, uh, you know, not, not necessarily so sure on that one. Um, Shane Daniels, the aviator coming in. Let me see. It says, hopefully Peyton can find the right guy, the next Mike Shanahan. Uh, good morning, Shane. Uh, and welcome in. You know, it's tough. It, it really is. Um, and I haven't been, I, I've, I've come to this team and hopefully brought some some fresh perspectives for y'all, but I've, I've come to this team without being biased by the past. I, I didn't know who Vance Joseph was. I didn't know what kind of hire that was. I didn't know what kind of hire Vic Fangio was, but I've seen enough. I, I've seen enough now to, to make an opinion. I've seen I'm not a knee-jerk type of guy. I like to have all of the information before I try and form an opinion. And, and then when you're predicting the future, you're still going to be wrong all the time. Um, the right guys are out there. The And the thing is, is the, the, the Broncos are in such a good place. It's such a good opportunity. I know we talk about ownership, but ownership, for the most part, unless you end up with a Daniel Snyder or a Jerry Jones, and you know Jerry Jones won a bunch of Super Bowls. He hasn't in a while because he got a little too meddlesome. I think when we think of owners, that's who we think of. But 29 out of 32 franchises, you don't know who the owners really are because they're not involved. The important part is that they they will write the checks when you need a signing bonus. They will buy out a contract when you need to fire a coach. And they will release the purse strings on that. But if you're out there and you look at this roster, you say, okay, I'm an offensive guy. I'm a young offensive guy. I want to come in and I want to I lead this team. Do I have my quarterback? Maybe. Maybe, you know, the jury's still out on Drew Locke, uh, for sure, without a doubt. Um, you know, he he has uh, the, the phrase I've used before, and, and some of y'all some of y'all might remember, I said, it's a whole lot easier to put a bit in his mouth than a boot in his ass, meaning it's a little bit easier to rein a guy in that is a little loosey-goosey with the ball than it is to get a guy that can that, that, that will have that gunslinger mentality. It's it's tough. In work, it's just it's easier way of saying it's an, it's a lot easier to, to bring a guy back that's overly ambitious than, than a dude that's lazy. The, the, the person that's lazy, get rid of them. They're never going to be any good. So finding the right guy when you've got all of this draft capital, a young team that's under contract, Most you, who who's a free agent that you have to have back right now? You've already sewn those guys up and you still have tens of millions of dollars in free agency. You've got a top 10 draft pick to go shopping around. Maybe you're able to go out and get an Aaron Rodgers and a Russell Wilson and, and bring in the guy with them. So now's the fun time. Now's the fun time. It's been, it's been tough. I, I know it has. It's, it's been tough. 
for for this team. Six years without going to the playoffs. Six years? That's bad for the Atlanta Falcons. That's bad for the Arizona Cardinals. That's bad for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Carolina Panthers, you know, the dregs of this league, the Cleveland Browns, let alone the Denver Broncos. So it's it has been tough. Um, Anthony Pennington come in, and let me scroll down here just a little bit. Let me uh, let me grab some water real quick. Anthony Pennington comes in and says, "What do you think? Well, who do you think will be better as a head coach, offensive or defensive minded head coach?" I'm not real big. I appreciate the stars, Anthony. And if I miss y'all, I promise. Zach and Chatter coming in here. I'm like the opening act. Um, I'm the opening act. Zach and Chatter coming in. I will scroll back through and try and find everybody. I promise. Um, I don't really care. I'm not hung up on offense, defense. I am concerned about having the right guy. You know, who's the right guy? Who's man management is a phrase I really like. Who who do these guys want to play for? Even if you don't like the decision, hey, I just got cut. I just got moved to second string. Is the is the guy open and honest with you? Do you understand why? Do you know what you have to get better at? Professional football players, professional athletes, they respect that. They understand it. Okay, coach said this is what I need to work on. This is what I'm going to go work on. They get it. They understand. They fully believe in it. And how are they at man management? That's a big thing for me. That and, you know, in-game management is a little overrated until you start, you take it for granted a little bit until you start seeing big mistakes, you know, oh, for your life and challenges, mismanaging timeouts. Um, and I don't even see going to the second half of yesterday's game. Look, look at the difference in mentality at the end of the first half. Broncos have the ball. They're basically their entire goal to finish that half was to just not give the ball back to the Chiefs. If we can do that, we're, we're okay. There was no urgency. There's no desire. There's no nothing to lose mentality. There was nothing. All it was, and Zach's coming in right now, and, and I'll repeat this so, so he can hear it. I said, if you if you look at the, this, the end of the first half of the game uh, yesterday, it gave you a complete and total idea of the difference in mentality of these two teams. You're watching the Denver Broncos, and all they wanted to do was kill the clock. If we can get out of here without giving the ball back to the Chiefs, we are happy. Well, they pretty much did. They got it back with 30 seconds left. And by God, Andy Reid, Pat Mahomes, and the Kansas City Chiefs, they're going for everything they can to get that ball down and see if they can get some points at the end of the half. You got a loser's mentality, and you got a winner's mentality. So um, real quick on my last thought, I spun around on this. I'm well caffeinated and, and, and Monica going by myself on this, so I need Zach. So who do you think will be a better coach, offensive or defensive-minded head coach? The one advantage I see to having an offensive-minded coach is the scheme should pretty much stay the same when you've got the head coach's scheme. What I mean by that is I watched Dan Quinn have a lot of success with the Atlanta Falcons, but when you have success, you're going to lose your offensive coordinator. Those are the guys that get hired as head coaches. So having to replace that guy every year or two can be tough. So that would tilt me a little bit towards if I've got if I've got this guy and I've got this guy and I like them both exactly the same I'm probably going to go with the offensive guy because I think it's easier to find a defensive coordinator than it is an offensive coordinator Zach it is your day what is your gut reaction to the news this morning 
I can't stop smiling, Scott. The sun is shining. The birds are chirping. I'm like a kid on Christmas. This is every holiday wrapped up into one for me. This was absolutely a billion percent the right move by George Payton. And I will put this out there. After Peyton Manning, I would say hiring George Payton was John Elway's best accomplishment as Denver Broncos general manager. He took quick action. He parted ways. He's beginning the coaching search not dragging it out, not sleeping on it, not having second thoughts. He recognized that Vic Fangio was not the right head coach for the team, and he moved on. So all praise be to George Payton. The Broncos are in excellent hands. I am so pumped up. I am reinvigorated. I am... The adrenaline is pumping right now, Scott, knowing that the Broncos are going to have a new head coach. It's an exciting time. The arrow's pointing up because they're going to be a playoff team with a new leader in charge. To answer your question more specifically, it has to be, in my opinion, an offensive guy. You can talk about the Jonathan Gannons, the Leslie Frazier's, the Dan Quinn's. They've tried that back-to-back. Now it hasn't worked out. It's not a defensive league anymore. It's an offensive league. So I don't really care. ABV, baby. As long as it ain't Vic leading the charge, I don't care who is the head coach of the Broncos. I would prefer Nathaniel Hackett. He's going to get an interview more than likely. Maybe Doug Peterson, uh, Kellen Moore, Brian Dayball. The list goes on and on and on and on. But what we can celebrate right now is that Vic Fangio is no longer head coach. Pat Shermer is no longer OC. This is such a good day. Words Ice Cube. I, and Zach, I, you know, we're we're talking the reports of this, reports of that. You know, he's, they haven't made up their minds. I'm sitting there saying behind the background, you know, <laughs> BS, they haven't made up their yeah. minds. There's just there's just no way. Um, you just saw too much in a third year. If this is a first, if this is a second year and George Payton had, and, and had hired this guy, then I'd be like, okay, you know, maybe. Maybe he gives him one more shot. Maybe he gives him one more shot. Injuries this. CB that, whatever, maybe. I could not. It was unfathomable to me that 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 Fangio would be back. I, I said earlier, uh, I opened the show, I said I was a little surprised they ripped the Band-Aid off this early on Sunday morning. That, that surprised me a little bit. But that he was let go is not a surprise to me at all. I mean, I challenge anyone to find one redeeming quality about Vic Fangio as a head coach. There is not a single one. You can point to his defense, but once again, that defense really never comes up big. They never come up with game-changing plays. You see it on almost every other defense around the NFL but the Broncos. Great assistant. I'm sure he'll find work soon. But even he made a comment, Scott, to Mark Kisla, uh, a, a columnist, who covers the Broncos. He said, if they run me out of town, I'll find work really quick. Run you out of town, Vic? I mean, the the lack of accountability, lack of responsibility on Vic Fangio is just astounding. And he released a statement today about his firing, and people are lauding him for taking the high road. Well, he paved that road with the bodies of Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater because he threw them right under the bus last night after the game and then ran them over with the bus right after that by saying, what separates the Broncos? These are Vic Fangio's words. What separates the Broncos from every other team in the AFC West? By the way, he, he was 5-13. and 13 against AFC West opponents in his tenure. What separates the Broncos from them? A top-shelf quarterback. So, you ain't that, Drew. You ain't that, Teddy, even though I handpicked you. So, Vic Fangio is the type of guy to handpick the quarterback and then blame the quarterback for not being good enough. I'm so happy he's not our problem any longer. Hallelujah. Well, and, and even if he's right, 
I mean, nobody out there is going to put if you're if you're ranking the quarterbacks in the AFC West, there's only one for sure, and that's who's number four. Yeah, there, there's only one for the one, two, and three might be different, but you know who the bottom quarterback is in the AFC. What's the Denver Broncos? That's that's not a surprise, and he said obviously. Oh, but you don't say it. Going. you don't say that. You you just menage a trois. Let's go. <laughs> well, I'll get out of your way because we got some catching up to do. No, uh, I, finish your thought you know, there. I was I was captivated. Anyway. You, you 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 say again. We get back to coach speak. Well, we had some breaks go away, some injuries this this and that. Blah blah blah. You say you you protect your players. And when I say man management, I think the best I've ever seen at it. Um, I'm a big baseball guy. It was you know Bobby Cox, the Atlanta Braves players loved him, loved him. It run through walls for this guy. Brian Snicker, the new Braves, he came up with the, the same way. He, he he's the same he's the same way. Again, I think some of the coaching stuff can be overrated when you're dealing with professionals, especially a veteran team. And it's a matter of, do these guys respect you or not? Well, first off, do you respect them? You know, you're coming in. Von Miller can be better under me. Show a little respect, please. Um, oh, yeah, by the way, and the one that got me uh, as far as the Drew Locke thing, the one that I thought was the biggest, most petty instance of it the entire year was oh drew Locke's birthday too oh yeah <laughs> that's right oh good old big. <laughs> oh you know happy trails say, big I, dog i can say y'all are biased it doesn't mean you're wrong yeah you mentioned menage h watch at who needs blue chew when we have the news of vic fangio's firing i'm ready to go Boom. man i am happy Boom. so listen i'm gonna duck out i told i told everybody on here i was the opening act for your football priests <laughs> i uh, i'm gonna warm up the crowd for you and then we're gonna go for maybe 20 25 minutes tops because yeah. there's so much to get done on mile high huddle including the the press conferences coming up at the top of the hour yes sir uh, but i thought it was important I, that we were here for for you and the priests were here for you and like I told, uh, I told Zach coming. I'm like Zach, this is your moment. I want you need I'm you need ready, to be here baby. for this, and they they want you here. So I mean, I'm going to run back cool. through the chat and find uh, find the supporters of the show. And uh, gentlemen, take it away. Thanks, Scott. What a stud! But yes, it has been done. It's. I mean, we try. We're told you guys. There's no way you survived that. If there was one little. Thing in the back of my head, Zach saying, well, don't get too sure on this. It was the bromance between, but you know what? Bromance is the NFL is a business, man. And it's a cold hearted business. And it's a, what have you done for me lately? And it's a production based business. And anyone that's ever been in, let's say like a sales job, bottom line is, did you sell this month? If not hit the bricks. And that's the same thing as the NFL. What, what, how many skins did you put on the wall, Vic seven this year? Hmm. 30 losses in three years. You don't survive that, dude. Even Mike Shanahan couldn't have survived that, as we we know through history, Zach. Kind of reminded me of what you said of the old Jay-Z line. George Payton's not a businessman. He's a business man. And that's what the NFL is. Uh, you have to take quick action. You can't tolerate mediocrity. You can't tolerate losing. It's not like Vic Fangio went 9-8 and eight and they fell just short of a playoff berth. That Cincinnati game was the final nail in Vic Fangio's coffin. The last couple games were just delaying the inevitable. So when your ceiling looks like seven and seven wins, seven and ten or seven and nine, depending on the season, that is not good enough. The Broncos have a roster on paper that should 
uh, squeak out nine or ten wins. Seven is unacceptable, especially when you consider yourself this defensive mastermind. And everything was handpicked to your liking, Chad. The quarterback, mm-hmm. the defense, the draft picks, everything was tailored to Vic Fangio. Easy schedule. What was it, the second uh, weakest schedule in the NFL this year? Oh. Everything was pointing in Vic Fangio's direction, and he squandered it. And him and him alone, him and the people he put himself around, like Pat Shermer, like Tom McMahon, and George Payton recognized that and realized, hey, this can't go on. Time to make a change. Bloody Sunday, baby. Bloody Sunday. You too. Bono's right now, he's singing his, he's singing those pipes out, man. He's he's singing the song. Sunday. Base case. Is Dan Quinn good at time management? Um Scott, is Dan Quinn, eh, he goes like this, eh, eh. don't think Dan Quinn, guys, let's, George Payton's statement today said, we look forward, we're going to cast a wide net, we're going to talk to a bunch of rad coaches, all right, don't zero in on one or another, especially defensive minded, guys, that mo- that model failed wildly, catastrophically in Denver, Vance Joseph, five wins, year one. Vance Joseph, six wins, year two. 11 wins. Okay. Vic Fangio, seven wins, year one. Six wins, year two. Seven wins, year three. Uh, I'm not a mathematician, but that's not enough wins. (laughs) Okay. Over five years going with defensive-minded head coaches. When the league, Zach, is trending offenses, Smith Corona says here, defensive coordinator, candidates that pop out i'm worried about a drop off well hey what about that buzzy word that buzzy name in in new england right now dude former world champion linebacker jared mayo that would be an uh, uh, upgrade it wouldn't be a lateral move because i think he's the inside linebackers coach or linebackers coach in new england so the broncos want to bring him aboard as dc that's fine but not as head coach they need to go offense and to answer the last question about dan quinn my my response is is he worse than Vic Fangio? I mean, is it possible to be worse at challenges, at time management, at situational football than Vic Fangio was in his tenure? I used to think VJ was the gold standard, or in this case, the bronze standard for coaches in situational uh, situations, but Vic Fangio certainly surpassed him. He was clueless and inept, way in over his head. I don't think someone like Dan Quinn could be worse than Vic Fangio. At least there, you know, I don't want to make a pitch for Dan Quinn here, but at least there is some empirical evidence that he has competency to to vie with these offenses in the league. I mean, think about it took one of the greatest miracles in football history, in sports history, to rob Dan Quinn of what was a surefire ring, right? I mean, at least he's got that, but... uh Right now, I'm not really tripping on defensive coordinators, guys. I'm focused on head coaching candidates. BG, good to see you. It's been a minute, big dog. He says, I'm so freaking happy. I was worried he wouldn't be fired. Nah, dude. You don't survive 30 losses in three years as a first-time head coach. It was fate accompli the second the Broncos played themselves out of the playoff hunt, Zach. And that's something we told people from the drop. It's For Vic, it's playoffs or bust. And they went bust, dude. They went bankrupt. Like they had to call up their creditors and say, look, you know, we can't pay you. That's it. They're out. We're done. Well, apparently, uh, George Payton was on the fence heading into yesterday's game. And what should have pushed him over the fence was, again, watching Vic Fangio squander away another victory, snatching defeat from the jaws of victory. That's what Vic Fangio does best. Kicking the field goal 
making it a touchdown game still late in the fourth quarter with nothing to lose. You're facing your divisional rival at home last game of the season, and you're taking the coward's way out. You're playing right. not to lose after preaching nothing to lose. I think Vic Fangio went like that. His bags were packed. He knew the writing was on the wall, and he was just mm. uh, running out the clock, literally dude, and figuratively. Especially as, oh, dude, Vic Fangio. It just wasn't meant to be. Paul 826. Thank you, bro. Good to see you, by the way. Hey, are you at NFL Bronco on Twitter? Is that your new handle? Because I keep tagging you when we see you on the super chat, but I'm not certain it's you. He says, "Isn't Denver's isn't the Denver job more appealing versus isn't Denver job more appealing versus when Vic was hired?" I do. Is it more appealing now, Zach, than it was in January of 19? Uh, I think so because the overall. Uh, level of talent has increased again this is a playoff caliber roster all they needed was a little more from their quarterbacks and much more from their coaching and they could have been easily in the tournament this this month so um, it's more appealing I don't know how much that has to do with Vic Fangio I think it's more of a credit to Elway's draft classes Peyton's draft class his free agent additions but um, I think it was Ryan O'Halloran of the Denver Post and he asked league sources to rank the job openings and he had Denver number two behind Las Vegas, and uh, he was told that George Payton is a GM that coaches will want to coach for, so yeah. positive news. Dude, if you could coax positive uh, remarks out of Vic Fangio on the subject, then this dude must be like a powerhouse freaking super stud George Payton, like cult of personality. If you got Vic Fangio saying positive things about you unprompted, something's there. On the subject of that field goal, dude, that might have been the, the ultimate death knell. I think Fangio is getting fired no matter what if because they it was another losing season. Uh, snapping the 12-game losing streak against the Chiefs would have been a nice parting gift on the way out the door. Sorry for, you know, 29 losses or whatever it was, if he would have won. But, Zach, what led Vic Fangio to believe his defense could get a stop there? You go for it, dude. You got nothing to lose. There is literally nothing empirically – through the history of Vic Fangio's defenses in Denver, not one instance of them getting a stop when the chips were down. Go for it. You've got nothing to lose. Mr. Ronch, looking forward to a new coach and owner. This has been an abysmal and painful season to watch. Hashtag new beginnings. Amen. Let me tell you why he thought that. Arrogance. It's the same reason he's fired right now as a former head coach of the Broncos. Arrogance. He thought his defense was the best. He thought he could evaluate and pick quarterbacks. That's why he went with Teddy over Drew. Uh, we always talk about how prideful and egotistical John Elway was as general manager, but no one talks about the fact that Vic Fangio might surpass him in terms of the pride he has and the arrogance and the inflated sense of confidence and self-worth that you thinking your defense is the 2000 Ravens when they couldn't be, they're not even the 2015 Broncos, far from it. So it all comes down to that. He thinks he's the best, Vic Fangio does, and he can do no wrong. That's why the finger was pointed to everyone around him and everything else around him. He even blamed analytics on kicking the field goal yesterday. He couldn't man up and say, that was my call. I thought it would be the right thing to do there. That's, that's, it falls on me. No, he blamed analytics. That's all he knows how to do is defer and, and shirk responsibility. I'm so glad he's not the Broncos' problem any longer. Whatever is expedient is what Vic Fangio will say at the, at the podium. But you know what? It's like uh, Peyton said in his statement, and I can't wait. By the way, guys, we're not going to – when Peyton, uh, Peyton takes to the virtual podium at noon, this is one of those instances where we can't wait – as your football priest to just 
grab it after the stream. We're going to have to hop off in time for that. Just FYI. Um, and that just made me lose my train of thought. I still got, I'm getting my coffee going in me. I've been under the weather the last two days. Uh, Tavy, uh, Tabitha, thank you. Appreciate you. It's for real. Thank you. It's good to see you. I appreciate the stars and the support. Ronquillo in the hizzy down in Tucson, Arizona. Appreciate you. Great to see you. Doug saying, let's get back to the winning tradition. Couldn't have said it better. Um, Yes. So, Ruben, how Fangio left says everything. You need to know about Fangio. Arrogant, takes no accountability. Even on his way out, he sounds like he doesn't care, isn't worried. And then taking shots at quarterbacks. That just makes it clear it was the right move. Honestly, hope we don't get Quinn, though. Other than that, I'm excited. See, Zach, I think he said what he said last night. Clowning Drew Locke, clowning Teddy Bridgewater, clowning pick the quarterback, uh, Joe Flacco, clowning whoever, right? Any any quarterback that took the field under Vic Fangio, Brett Rippon. Uh, I think he threw all those guys under the bus because I think he knew he had been, he was that, that was yeah. it for him. Not just like had a hunch. As an Alliant Energy representative, I really enjoy helping businesses save. Today, I visited a business that asked for a free energy audit. After walking through their facility, I let the customers know how much money and energy they could be saving. Plus, I gave them an action plan detailing how to improve their energy efficiency. I showed them how they could save even more with rebates from Alliant Energy on equipment upgrades. If you are interested in saving energy and money, schedule a free energy audit at AlliantEnergy.com slash energy audit. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies push boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They push girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. I think he had been told, you're done, dude. We'll wait till Sunday morning, but you're done. So, you know, and if that were true, I, I, my, my argument maybe collapses uh, in on itself, Zach, because if that were true, why wouldn't you go for the touchdown, right? Instead of kicking the, the field goal. So I don't know. Who knows? Either way, Vic Fangio, class act? No, no. He, uh, he likes to point the finger. Uh, Shane says, get Nick Kendall in here. My two favorite shows rolled into one. Best Sunday show ever. We tried get, uh, getting Nick for what it's worth. I called and talked to him. Uh, but he was tied up. He was tied up. Uh, Justin Martin, thank you for the super chat. I'm so excited. New era, baby. Can't wait. Yes, indeed. It's going to be intriguing, Zach, to see in the coming days what names are getting lined up for, for an interview. And you got to expect, I think, it to, to skew heavily on offense. 
if you watch Fangio's body language and listen to his tone, he even slipped and used the word they yesterday, talking about the Broncos. They have a solid foundation. They will be okay. I think he knew the writing was on the wall. Exactly. But to answer your question, why would he want to help the Broncos win? Why would he, if he knew he was getting fired, why would he want to help the team out in any way? Again, he's that prideful, and I would say that's selfish where he wouldn't he would look out for himself. Same reason he picked Teddy over Drew, the same reason he told Mark Kisla that he would have no problem finding work if the Broncos run me out of town. Always the victim and never the culprit. That's the case of Vic Fangio, mm-hmm. but I just can't wait to see who the Broncos replace him with. It's such an exciting time. I do think it it's something he's been informed of for a while. And it's possible that the Broncos could be have interviewed people if they let him know. They could have interviewed people. Um, I'm not saying that's happened. I'm just telling you, I think Vic Fangio has known with perfect knowledge, not a hunch, not a, not a gut feeling like he had been informed for a minute that that was going to be his last game. David Wilder. Good morning, Broncos country, Chad, Zach. I can't watch right now, but just wanted to thank you for bringing this podcast today. So happy for the decision. Hashtag fresh start. Very sweet and kind of you, my friend. Thank you, David. Plum Bob today, already a good day. Let's go. I, I'm I'm humming some Ice Cube right now, dude. I got to say, it yeah. was a good day. Yeah, dude. Straight out of Compton. Miguel Santistevan, what a ray of sunshine. Dig dig the get up in the back. The uh... Oh, yeah, my background. I changed things up a little bit in my office. My office is a equal parts Bronco MHH layer slash you know, central slash business operations slash musical studio. Cause I'm just a nerd with about music, but uh, appreciate you. Yeah. Relief. You guys should be relieved, right? Zach, the here's your chance to turn the page, turn the corner change. Uh, it doesn't always be mean good, right? Just like when the Broncos moved on from Vance, we hoped that the next one was going to be the right one, but it's been known for a year minimum that Vic wasn't the answer. I mean, y'all ever been in a relationship and you know you're going to break up, but when you finally do that, that weight is lifted off your shoulders and everything just smells better, sounds better, tastes better. That's the reality right now for Broncos country. After the Vic Fangio firing, I don't think it's hyperbole. I don't think it's an exaggeration considering what Vic put this team through the last three years. And this one being the most torturous, I think, to start 3-0, and and to paint it as a sign of the times changing that you picked the quarterback and maybe the best quarterback since Peyton Manning and all that fanfare that went along with it to start off 3 and 0 and then end up 7 and 10 you know and then not only that along the way Chad why they lost the games i've i said this for years now even going back to VJ it's not that the broncos lose it's how they were losing the games when the yep. offense would step up when it wasn't the quarterback when it wasn't Pat Shermer more often than not it was either Vic's defense blowing the game or Vic's coaching blowing the game so i don't blame anyone who's happy who's celebrating who's figuratively dancing on Vic Fangio's grave. I think Broncos country has earned that for at least one day. Michael Davis. Thank you, buddy. Uh, Aloha. Is that, is it Aloha? Yeah. Priest. Unless we go after a franchise quarterback draft or trade, we'll be right back here in two years. Same show, same combo, same grievances. You could be right. You could, but if you missed last night's show, uh, we posited that that version of drew lock that you saw, making plays when the chips were down, doing things that perhaps defied what your expectations of Drew Locke were, 
giving his team a legitimate chance to to win versus a juggernaut. Imagine that guy with a truly competent, um, you know, visionary type offensive coach. I mean, Kevin O'Connell from the Rams, Nathaniel Hackett from Green Bay, Kellen Moore, Brian Dable. Imagine one of those guys who's who have some skins on the wall relative to getting great quarterback performances with Drew. It could be possible, but I I'm you're right. Whether it's Drew Lock or somebody else, if they don't figure out the franchise quarterback, Zach, the next the next coach will be doomed because that's the one thing that I'll say I'll say to Vic is, you know, you he he didn't have a proven quarterback that he inherited. However, he was given a very talented high round draft pick to groom and to develop. And he did it for two thirds of the way and then pulled the plug right when he was about to reap the benefits. So that at the same time you go, well, Vic, he's probably telling everybody, right? All his buddies around the league and players that are calling to commiserate with him. Yeah, man, if I would had a quarterback, I wouldn't probably wouldn't be here right now. You know, this, if I would have had a QB, dude, you had the opportunity. You made the wrong call offensive coordinator and that's why you're fired right now, dude. If we're being honest, like in the final analysis, when we look back at the pivotal moment that altered the destiny of Vic Fangio as Broncos head coach, it was firing the guy that showed the big best propensity for developing Drew Locke. Firing the guy that was on staff when you drafted Drew Locke, Rich Scangarello. Bad call there, Vic. He handpicked the offensive coordinator and handpicked the quarterback and then it's acting like a victim because those two components failed him. Well, no crap, Vic. That's what happens when you go with Pat Shermer and Teddy Bridgewater. Um, but to answer the previous super, they are going to get a new quarterback. That is a done deal. We don't know whether it's a Rodgers or whether it's a Kenny Pickett, for example, rookie or veteran, but George Payton will be in the quarterback market. And I want to make one point because people are asking about him. Pat Shermer was also... ah. Let me enjoy this one. Pat Shermer was also fired today, along with Vic Fangio. So he's savor, gone. Savor what he, Zach just oh, said. Six to midnight, Chad. Tom let McMahon is probably. Let it linger on the, on the taste buds. It's probably gone as well. There's a handful of assistants that could stick around, but I think Lauren Landau, the strength and conditioning staff, they're going to be replaced as well. It's just a needed house cleaning in Dove Valley, and I'm so, so happy to see what Peyton's going to do in response. A uh, Obi-Wan K. I like that. Dan Quinn, Clint Kubiak, 2022. Miss me on that. Uh, Savage Boy Kev. Locke went 62%, 899 yards with five total touchdowns, zero turnovers in his last four starts. Does that show growth? It sure does to me. So, Kev, you must be uh, going off of the Raiders finale last year and then these three, right? But, yes, it does show growth, and that's the thing that, you know, there's a distinct possibility, Zach, that that was the last hurrah for Drew as a Bronco. We're always going to wonder what could have been if Vic Fangio had a little uh, <clears throat> intestinal knowledge. fortitude. All right, intestinal fortitude. Competency. Uh-huh. Well, yes, and just always what's expedient in the moment, right? Um, not what's necessarily the right thing to do in the grand scheme of things. GLP says – Great to see you, by the way, GLP. We finally have a chance. Go, George Payton. Get us a real coach and a chance to use our tools. Go find that carpenter. Yeah. Whoops. Sorry. I actually, yeah, there you go. Carson, thank you, buddy. I hope Vic has time to make <laughs> his Sunday meatballs after cleaning out his office, a new day in Broncos country. I'd be willing to bet, Zach, just about, yeah, just about everything was, uh, 
packed up in time. He, he probably had one or two boxes that he had to move out of there this morning. That was probably it. And then just did this the whole time. Uh-huh. Stoic Vic. With a big so old long, dip, buddy. With a big old dip in his yeah. left See ya. cheek. Carlos Lopez in the hizzy. What's up, Carlos? So Fangio, Shermer, and McMahon out? Do you see anyone else losing their positions? Well, generally what happens, guys, is this. When a head coach is fired, everyone, all the coaches, assistants under him, from the coordinators to the position guys, um, are basically notified that their contracts could be um, uh, you know, terminated. Some are told straight up, you're going with the head coach, like Pat Shermer, uh, Tom McMahon. I'm certain they've been um, notified of that. Others will await to hear what the new head coach, whether he wants them or not. And so I, I, I think it's a pretty safe assumption that just about everyone's going out the door. The only ones that won't uh, are the only ones who will be welcome to stay, I would guess, by the next head coach in tandem with George Payton are defensive line coach Bill Kolar. Mike Munchak, his grandbabies live in Denver. That's why he wanted to come to Denver in the first place. No one's going to say hit the bricks, Mike Munchak, as an offensive line coach. Um, Reggie Herring, that dude worked some miracles this year. I mean, he had skins on the wall as the linebackers coach of the world champion Broncos Super Bowl 50. But this year in particular, Zach, Reggie Herring deserves some freaking props for the production he got out of that position in a literal just – revolving door of unproven no-namers coming in, coming out when they lost AJ and Josie. So uh, beyond that, you know, there might be a couple of bright-eyed assistants, young guys that they keep around. I know the DB's coach, uh, Chris Parker, was very uh, well-respected and liked by the defensive backs. So I, I would imagine he'd probably have a place with the next guy. Guys, I hate saying this to you, but strength and conditioning coaches – don't grow on trees. And as much as we don't, we would like to see change there. It wouldn't surprise me, Zach, to see uh, him stick around. Uh, unfortunately, what's his name? I just brain for Lando. It. Thank you. Lauren Lando. You, you have to replace him. I mean, George Payton has to look at the list of injuries the last couple years and lower body soft tissue injuries. It's not a coincidence. Nothing really is in life. And that's Directly, I think, due to the regimen and the strength program instituted under Lauren Landau. A couple other assistants the Broncos could keep is running backs coach Curtis Modkins yes. and wide receivers coach Zach Azani. I think yes. those are two guys that uh, could be sticking around. I think any offensive coach that, you know, if you're just looking at the offense, any coach that comes in that wouldn't <clears> want to, I, I can't imagine not wanting to keep Zach Azani unless you were an offensive coach that like already had your guy at wide receiver, you know, like that you had a working relationship with, you wanted to bring him with you. That's the only thing I could see that would spell doom. Zach Azani, dude, another guy that has worked some miracles in terms of development, turning guys around. I mean, I wouldn't say single-handedly responsible for Cortland Sutton's emergence uh, two years ago, but uh, definitely played a big role in that. Mike Reno, Vic knew before the game he was gone. Agreed. Just another knife in Locks back from Fangio by not giving the team the best chance to win. Yeah, it's uh, he fangioed it. Well, he fangioed this bad boy. Teresa, it's too much coincidence that everyone's tenure expires after this season. Elway, Ellis, ownership, and Fangio added. It's going to be a wild ride. Buckle up, hold my beer, and watch this. Yeah, Teresa, um, it's not a coincidence. <clears throat> you know, coincidence means like individual instances that are happening 
randomly, but they seem to be tied together, right? That's co- that's true coincidence. This is being shaped this way. It's being funneled this way by Ellis and Elway. And probably, Zach, I would guess, behind closed doors, the NFL has probably, Roger Goodell and company and all the other 31 owners, they're like, look, dude, you guys have gone without an owner now almost 10 years. Almost. I mean, what uh, Pat stepped down in 14 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. I mean, seven years. So I think they've been told that they were told like this, you got to get a plan in place. If the bowling kids can't get on the same page with something, it's time to, the league is going to force your hand. And so, uh, but it is going to be a wild ride, Zach. We're going to be here to break it down. It's going to be a phenomenal, fun off season, guys. I mean, it's good for business for sure, but it's good for, I mean, for me, my, my favorite time of the year when something like this happens because you get all the interviews, the rumors, the hirings, the firings, the, the new hope that it's going to be um, propelled into the building, I think is always a good time. It's like spring flowers blooming for the first time every year. You kind of take it in. Um, about Fangio, what I'm not going to miss, uh, speaking to a previous comment, that we just pulled up. I'm not going to miss him being a walking contradiction. You know, saying the quarterback competitions, even Steven, then so glaringly tilting it in Teddy Bridgewater's favor. He said that Drew Locke had his best game uh, to date or of his career, and then goes, they don't have a top-shelf quarterback, and kind of throwing him under the bus. Um, he, had, he had no idea what he was doing in that position. His press conferences got more and more cringeworthy as they went on. I mean, he was just a walking oxymoron. I'm so happy he's gone. What was that song? Walking Contradiction. Green Day. Remember that song? I'm a walking contradiction. Uh, Savage Boy Kev, if you guys were the new head coach, what would be your first moves? Who would you re-sign? Who would you bring in? Who would you cut? Man, that's a that's a uh, long conversation, a long answer. But I'll give you some cliff notes on on, uh, and then we'll grab Anthony here. One of the first. Uh, let's just keep it on like re-signings as far as the guys that we know are going to be free agents. I would sign one of Alexander Johnson, Josie Jewell, or Kenny Young, probably Josie Jewell, because I could probably get him on the the cheapest of the three. Um, I would push, hopefully, to land an Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson. And other than that, I would really dive into the scouting of um, this quarterback class. And if there isn't a guy in that class, like if I fail to get Russ, if I fail to get A-Rod, if there isn't a guy in this quarterback class that we had a legitimate shot to land that I didn't believe was a day one upgrade over Drew Locke, I would immediately roll out uh, the kind of, uh, get, you know, get in front of it by saying, letting people know out there, we're going all in on Drew this year. It's going to be Drew. And, you know, it's, it's your maiden season. It's a honeymoon year. People are going to understand if you didn't land the big QB in, in, on trade, uh, Zach, or if you were unable to get, the quarterback you, you maybe liked in the draft. Everyone's going to understand if you rolled with Drew one last year, it's the final year on his rookie deal. And then you live to kind of dip into that quarterback class in 2023. That would kind of be my overall, you know, in stages, how I'd go about this off season, but it'll be interesting to see what they do. I can tell you who I wouldn't bring back among the Broncos for, cause I agree with what you said completely. Um, I'm not bringing back Kareem Jackson. I'm not bringing back Melvin Gordon. I'm not bringing back Malik Reed. Who's an RFA. I wouldn't even tender him. I, he's such a jagged outside linebacker. You can do so much better. Uh, I would make, I'm not bringing back Kyle Fuller for sure. 
I would consider re-signing Bryce Callahan to a short-term, maybe prove-it deal, but he can't stay healthy. He was even banged up again yesterday. The Broncos have a lot of free agents, and uh, I hope George Payton is very, I don't want to say frugal with his money, but I hope he doesn't bring back everyone for the sake of bringing them back. They have a lot of guys that they should let walk. But after that, get the best head coach in the building. The number one criteria, except for being a leader of men, to me, that next head coach has to be a quarterback whisperer, a true quarterback yes. whisperer, not what Pat yes. Shermer claims to be, a guy who's legitimately able to build up and develop quarterbacks and bring them along, whether they're veterans or rookies. That, to me, is the number one hiring criteria if I'm George Payton. Dude, I think that's the best way to really boil it, to boil it down. The next head coach has to have skins on the wall as a quarterback whisperer, bona fide. Got to. Got to. Uh, Anthony. With the ownership issues ongoing, will that play a role in the hiring process for new coaches? New coaches are definitely going to want to know about it because you're a little bit worried if you're a head coach and you take this job because all of a sudden they change ownership on you midstream. Suddenly you don't know if you're the, you know, the apple of that new owner's eye or not, right? Like you, it's a little bit sketchy, but coaches are so, I mean, these jobs are so, finite right there's such limited supply head coach nfl that most coaches unless they're like you know genuinely guys that are beating down offers with a stick and there are a few guys out there that are probably going to look past that but it's definitely a, an issue it'll it'll play a role is it a deciding role i doubt it will be in the final analysis well nothing can happen until march when the nfl owners meetings takes place and the Broncos can't wait until March to find their next head coach. So they're going to have to move forward with the understanding that whether it's Brittany Bolin or an outside investor, there's going to be a transfer of power at the very top of the Broncos hierarchy. I don't think it's going to affect too much. As long as they have the talent they do and George Payton uh, running the show as the GM, it's going to be an attractive opening. I mentioned uh, Ryan O'Halloran of the Denver Post reported through a source that the Broncos are the second most attractive opening among what is it? How many openings now? Potentially four or five that we know of or, or near yeah. or near certainty. So they, they are a very attractive destination. I wouldn't worry too much about the lack of ownership. Well, and Scott brings up a great point here. Coaches will be happy to take a $50 million buyout and then go get another job. You know, new owner comes in, doesn't like you. They have to pay your contract. Catch you later. I'll, I'll go make some hay somewhere else. Uh, Phil, hey guys, been watching all the podcasts I could. Got to say you guys are the best. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. Happy to join and get all the education you guys give me. Hashtag MHH for life. You're a sweetheart. Thank you, Phil. Good to see you, man. Uh, keep keep uh, contributing to the conversation. We want to hear from you in these chats. Uh, Haggerty says, I think Kellen Moore is the best pick. Yeah, he's interesting. I don't know if he'd be my number one, but he's a guy that, I mean, look what he's done with uh, Dak Prescott. I mean, Again, if the, if the number one criteria starts with quarterback whisperer, skins on the wall in that department, and then, you know, there's going to be other check marks, right, that you have to um, verify with these head coaches in terms of management skills, leadership skills, uh, overall kind of command and grasp of football 101. You can't just be Vic Fangio on a whiteboard saying, I only know defense. How – you know, there's a bunch of different requirements, but the first one, Zach, that has to be checked off before you can move on to the other ones. Got to be quarterback whisperer or not. So who are some of those guys? Kevin O'Connell, L.A. Rams, Kellen Moore, Dallas Cowboys, Nathaniel Hackett, Green Bay Packers, Brian Dayball, uh, Buffalo Bills, uh, Greg Roman, 
Who else? Uh, Callahan Lombardi. Brian Callahan. Uh, Brian Callahan, I'd maybe – again, I love that dude's backstory, and I think he's got a bright future, but he doesn't call the plays. He doesn't call the plays for his quarterback, so that that gives me some pause. Um, if you're looking at retreads, really, it's Doug Peterson's the only one that's got some skins on the wall relative to Q whispering. The thing about Kellen Moore that's nice, too, is that he played quarterback, so he understands that from a different point of view. He can see through the window in, in both directions. They put up 250 burgers, Dallas did, in the last couple weeks. That's pretty impressive. Dak Prescott set the single-season passing touchdown record. He had five yesterday. Anyone who watched the Dallas-Denver game and came away from that thinking, oh, Kellen Moore is trash, I advise them not to judge him based on that one game. If you watch his play calling, it's aggressive, it's creative, it's the complete opposite of the Broncos under Pat Shermer. So again, I don't really care if it's Hackett, Moore, Dayball, anyone, anyone but Vic Fangio, as long as that guy is offensive and preferably a quarterback whisperer, you have my vote. Jason, thank you for the super chat. Kellen Moore would be the best fit, but Jerry might tighten his yeah. grip. He might, he might, he might make him an offer he can't refuse. Colby says, relieved and excited. We had to start from scratch and now we get to. Yes, indeed. And we got a rapid fire because Peyton's about to take the podium. Rello takeover, Brian Callahan, 2022. Maybe. I think he's got to be a name on the list, but I do. That is a name that gives me a little bit of pause just because he doesn't call plays. Doug Raquel, changing my profile to a lock jersey. To be truthful, the staff has not done a good job developing a quarterback. That's an understatement, my friend. And yes, imagine Drew Locke under the wing of Brian Dayball as an example. Uh, Ruben, might sound crazy, but I'm honestly still excited and have not given up on Drew. I'd love to see him with a new coach who puts him in good position, playing in a system that fits his style and believes in him. Probably not, but it would be cool. That it would. Yeah, and it's possible. I mean, guys, it's like we talked about last night, Zach, that, you know, <clears throat> just the derision with which that broadcast spoke about Drew Locke throughout most of the game. <laughs> Wait a minute. Jeffrey, Vic threw the challenge flag this morning after review. Ruling stands. You're fired. That's a good one, dude. That's a good one. Uh, but, you know, hey, look, Drew Locke, it's going to be interesting to see whether or not he factors into this organization's near future. You got him one more year. We've heard reports that he's got supporters in the organization. Obviously, he did not have one in Vic, though, Zach. No, or Pat Shermer, for that matter. So that's what I was wondering. Like, who is uh, his, his confidant? You know, I was watching the highlights of the Broncos game. And Drew, say what you want about him. When Melvin scored, he ran and celebrated with him. He was all types of fired up. Uh, Cortland Sutton came over to Drew after Drew scored the touchdown with his legs, the second one, and he was happy celebrating with him. I truly think his best friends in the building were not his coaches. They were his fellow teammates. And that's not a great position for a prospective franchise quarterback or starting quarterback to be in. So I would love to see Drew get a fair shot, and I think he could, just not with the Broncos. He wants to be a starting quarterback. He thinks he can be a starting quarterback. He really hasn't had the opportunity or chance to be an understood guy. Uh, so he might want to request a trade and make that happen for himself with another team. Aaron Cruz. Thank you, bro. I never had a QB. That's a cop-out. Tannehill, Jalen Hurts, uh, Jones are all in the playoffs and aren't lighting it up. Competent coaching gets us nine or ten to nine or ten wins. May, mayhaps. Bro. Again. Bro. Teddy, Raj, thank you, bro. Thank you. Go ahead, Zach. It's so true. 
It, it is so freaking true, and that's why I say coaching is the most important thing. Cliff Kingsbury won a game without Kyler Murray. John Harbaugh won a game without Lamar Jackson. You don't necessarily need that superstar quarterback. If you have superstar coaching, that can make up for a lot of the difference. Once again, McVay took Jared Goff to a Super Bowl. Kyle Shanahan took Garoppolo to a Super Bowl. You can get by with a less than superstar quarterback. Coaching, coaching, coaching. It's number one. Coach Chris, good to see you, buddy. Thank you for the super chat. Very generous. He says, today is a good day. It's something that had to happen. Bye, Felicia. Now, keep Drew. Past three games, he impressed. No quit attitude and passion. Love you guys. Hashtag bye, Fangio. We love you too, big dog. Thank you. And yes, as I said, man, I would, if I was taking that job, I'm going for the quarterback trade. I'm hoping George Payton can swing an Aaron Rodgers. I'm hoping George Payton can swing a Russ Wilson. Barring that, if I don't think there's a quarterback in this class that is a day one upgrade over Drew Locke, then I'm going all in one last year on Drew. And if it doesn't work out, then that's cool. 2023, baby, quarterback class, which there will be some some studs in that class. Here we come. Chase Wellner, is there a candidate this offseason for any head coaching vacancy who you think should remain as a coordinator instead like Vic, Zach? Dan Quinn. I was just going to say Dan Quinn. Um, someone like a Callahan or an O'Connell, I think they're a little too green to be a head coach yet, or uh, a Mayo from New England. I think those guys are up and coming and certainly rising, but a little too raw for my taste. I would want someone a little more proven. That's why I'm leading toward the Hackett or the Kellen Moore spectrum. Jay Tree, thank you for that super chat, my friend. Really appreciate you. Uh, Orange Crush 7 in the hizzy. By the way, what's your Twitter account? Um, let us know in the chat. Or reach out and you know in our mentions uh, so we can follow back. So happy the trilogy of Trash, Fangio, Shermer, McMahon are finally gone. No more watching clueless arm folding on the sidelines. Can't wait to t- <laughs> see Zach's better impressionist than I am. Can't wait to tune in with the priest for the new coaching search. It's going to be an absolute gas. And guys, tonight we're still going to be on tonight at six. You know, let the dust settle. Let some reports come out. Going to be a lot to talk about tonight. Tony D A Dub finally. Keep up the good work, fellas. Thank you, bro. Thank you. Uh, Scott, are we missing anybody? Because it's about time to sign off. Robot of Doom, sometimes on Twitch, sometimes on YouTube, always in our hearts. Definitely not singing right now. Celebrate good times. Definitely not singing right now. Celebrate good times. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. So, oh, dude, the melody's right in my head. Celebrate, Celebrate good, good times. times. Come, Come on. on. I'm so excited and beat it. Yeah, there you go. Little uh, little king of Just pop in the it. house. Always sound better singing in the shower. Woo. Awesome, dude. I'm going to stick um, to my day job, though. Yeah, probably best, too, for <laughs> both of us. 727 mil. Happy birthday to me. What a great present, bro. You're never going to forget this birthday, right? When you turned whatever, 19, right? Or 29 or 39, whatever old you are. Uh, this is going to be a very memorable birthday for you. No more Vic, no more Pat, no more Tom. What a day. Tommy Brohana in the hizzy saying, I'd love to see Byron Leftwich as the new head coach. I would definitely want to talk to him. Just because, again, I'm leery of any coordinator who hangs their hat. Their resume is like kind of built on Hall of Fame quarterback, Tom Brady. Uh, look, Josh McDaniels as, is a great cautionary tale in that same realm um you know Peyton Manning look at comes in 
and uh, Mike McCoy goes and gets a head coaching job, complete botch uh, and debauchery. So I'm, I'm I'm a little bit cautious of that in the same sense that I'm cautious of any coordinator that doesn't call the plays. Stu Meat, thank you, buddy. But Zach, am I tripping on that as far as like being that worried about Byron Leftwich, or is that a guy you'd want to get in here and talk to? I don't think you're tripping at all. I think it's the same argument that can be made against uh, Eric Bieniemy. You have a yes. unicorn quarterback and you have a superstar head coach in Andy Reid. What does Eric Bieniemy actually do? What does Byron Leftwich do? I've heard that Tom Brady respects him, but they also have Bruce Arians there who's calling the plays or helping with the game planning. I would talk to him, but I would maybe prefer someone who's accomplished more on their own and not have a Tom Brady to carry them. All right, guys. Stu Meat, you the man. Thank you, buddy, for the super sticker. Uh, the time has come. Nope. <laughs> yeah, Adam Gase is another example, though, of the guy who benefited from coaching the unicorn, right? Turns out, the unicorn was the one more uh, responsible for the success, not the coach, right? Find the guys who turn relative no-namers or young quarterbacks into a unicorn. Thought That's the guy you want, right? But guys, thank you for joining us on what was a uh, spontaneous slapdash in a good way. Huddle Up Podcast, Scott Kennedy freaking rallied us this morning. We got us up, got us in. Here we are talking with you. Uh, but we got a lot of fish to fry. George Payton's going live. We'll be back tonight at 6 p.m. Mountain, 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Zach, take it away. Yeah, I'm going to do the rundown super fast because the Peyton Press Conference is starting. Follow us on Twitter at HuddleUpPod. You can follow the main account on Twitter at MileHighHuddle. You can follow Chad on Twitter at Chad and Jensen. You can follow myself at Kelberman NFL. Follow Scott on Twitter at Scout Kennedy. If you haven't, go to HuddleUpPod.com and get your swag. Get yourself a hoodie, hat, mug. Beanie, all there, huddleuppod.com. And if you haven't, uh, facebook.com slash huddle. Hit that big blue button, become a supporter. Three exclusive shows, Kelberman's Corner, Broncos Book Club, and Trickle Zone each and every week, five bucks a month, worth every penny. And facebook.com slash pod. Like that page and follow that page. If you haven't, go to Apple Podcasts and leave your football priest a five-star review for a chance to win some swag each and every month. But if you can't do those things, we ask you to do these three things. Subscribe, like, and share this video and every video you see on the MHA channel. Helps us grow and reach more Broncos. Broncos fans just like you. That's right, guys. We'll see you tonight. Much love and respect. Appreciate everyone's stars. Appreciate everyone's super chats and the conversation. See you tonight at 6 p.m. Mountain. Take care, and as always, go Broncos. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.